back, guys, to Wrestling Ruined, episode 16. I am your host, of course, the incomparable, the extravagant, the podcast world champion, Eddie Shepard, along with... The tentatively to be announced new world champion, Travis Lasseter. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help but I am going to dominate you guys in this bonus episode... Where are we book these cards? Because I already got a plan. I'm going jobber fucking heavy. I'm going to make stars. <laughs> I'm going to make stars. stars. Barry Horowitz, world champion. The, uh, Superstars. The only Lasseter who dominates anything is named Bonnie. And she is the world champion of this sweet, sweet dick I have swinging between my legs. That my, Thank God by the way, my name, doesn't listen to this. By the way, my name is beautiful Brainerd A. Lane. The longest reigning world podcast champion in Wrestling Ruin history. Former world champion. Soon to be world champion again. I and, and just for the record, let's throw this out there real quick. Sonny picks our dicks. <laughs> champion. Travis won't do it. So we, Sonny's back in jail again. And the idea was... <laughs> I mean, I think we should just give her like a call her on the payphone and do some Morse code about how her dicks out. <laughs> and then she... Close champion. Listen, I am I am very confident in the attractiveness of my penis, whereas Travis Lasseter, obviously for obvious reasons, is not. And and I mean, it's uh, horrifically huge, and I just don't want <laughs> I don't want anyone to be scared or frightened what's, by the girth. What's the What's the line? Uh, of mahogany. What's the line they say in Porky's whenever she meets me? She oh, says, oh my God, that boy's deformed. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, guys. So we before we got to get rolling. This has been an exciting week in professional wrestling. Holy shit. Of course, uh, we're recording, which is a Tuesday. This episode comes out this following Saturday. Uh, CM Punk returned. As, as jaded of a and lapsed wrestling fan as I am, and as hard as I am on modern, quote-unquote, excuse me, wrestling for its uh, poor management and, and all the things under the sun, uh, this was special. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was it was great to see CM Punk back and looked like he was actually enjoying himself in a, a wrestling environment and happy to be there. And you know, the ice cream was a nice touch. I know, he paid for nice that out of his own pocket. I know that's pretty damn cool. I think uh, a lot of people bigger back and forth with uh, WWE, AEW. There's haters of both. Um, <laughs> that would be me. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's there's people who like. I mean, you have your diehard defenders of WWE, which you're not a diehard defender of WWE. No, maybe but, not. And then you have your diehard defenders of AEW. This you did. I mean, there are some people who shit on it, but I'd make you rightfully cannot shit on how Listen, well of a return this Jim, was. If Jim Cornette gives AEW the seal of approval, you know they've done something right. And he's not giving the company a silver approval. He's no. just giving him the return. No, no, he, he gave Tony Khan credit for allowing CM Punk no. to do it his way. Still, that's not playing like, AEW's the thing to watch. Well, no, he's not, but <laughs> that's still from from grumpy yeah. old Cornette. Yeah. That's that's high praise. True. My, my only concern with the, all these WWE guys getting signed to AEW or big names is the guys that they signed, they were touting to build the company around are going to get pushed further and further down the card. Well, that's fine because those guys are fucking terrible. <laughs> well, I told Travis, it's, it's very similar to what happened with, with TNA uh, when he started bringing in guys like Kurt Christian, Kurt Angle, which I love Christian. Uh, side note, we'll talk about him a little later about an incident Cody 
had with <laughs> with Christian oh, really? uh, at the at the uh, impact tapings. The, the only other thing about it is, I I'm, I'm happy seeing pumps back. Don't get me wrong on that, but me and Eddie were talking about this on the car ride on the way over here. Is I almost wish he had a different opponent for his first match because it's going to be like a baby face, baby face match almost. He he wanted to work with Darby, so I, I give him I give him credit for like you know cutting through the bullshit and like this is who I want to work with, this is who I'm going to work with. But at the same time, like I don't think this benefits either of them. No, no, because you can't have Punk come in here and lose his first match. So I mean, clearly Darby's going to lose, but. I mean, I guess they're both. I mean, he's kind of a tweener. I mean, he's supposed to be like this, this badass. There, there, there are no baby faces or heels in AEW. That's passe, according to um, son of the, the, the Jaguars the, owner. Well, I was <laughs> going to say Jag off Tony Khan. I was going to say son of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, uh, but all the same, I I, I think that I, it's it, it. You can you can do a babyface versus babyface match on occasion. But inevitably, you're just going to split your audience. AEW has one true heel, in my opinion, and that's MJF. Yeah, because he does not give a fuck. I respect. He will literally flip kids off. Yeah, that's great. But then he still does song and dance acts with Jericho. So mm. that was him trying to win Jericho over in that instant. MJF is a character who would not give a shit about <laughs> winning anybody over. <laughs> so that's true. That's true. I think it was good shit, CM Punk. I think it's it's good for wrestling. It gets more eyes on the product. I know they said that their show, they like their debut show of Rampage at like seven hundred thousand. This did like one point two million. So kudos to them. I mean, it's a ten o'clock show on a Friday night. You're not going to do good, big to me big numbers on that night. So good for them. I watch, and it was uh, it was definitely worth the, the watch. And, and let's not forget wow. on the WWE side, Brock Lesnar returned with yeah, his Viking haircut. We we got Becky we, Lynch is so semi heel now. We we got I Becky Lynch know. returning to a huge pop as well. I mean, I feel like people were trying like, oh, they did this because fucking you know CM Punk. I think it was already in, already planned to be done. No, um, but Bork coming back, I think, was probably planned. I don't know. I, 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 the whole, the whole Becky thing. I'm pretty sure that was thrown in there because of whatever is going on with Sasha and and um, what's her name, Bianca Belair, who's you know Knoxville lo- native, Knoxville native, right down the also, road. Also, one other thing, no one talked about returning the Brood entrance with Edge. That was badass. That was badass. I didn't watch it. I don't give a shit. I mean, it, truthfully, it, SummerSlam was hit or missed. Uh, to me, there was probably three matches that really shined, and one of those, of course, was Edge versus uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, Cena and Roman Reigns, good match. And then, uh, to me, low-key, uh, uh, Damian Priest versus Sheamus. Then. I'm a big Damian Priest fan. If I, was gonna, each if, other. if I was going to watch wrestling, uh, he'd be one of the guys I would Uso I would pay versus Mysterio's wasn't too bad either. Okay. Don't make Mysterio is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting a, he's getting a figure like a mini figure. When remember the ladder match? They're yeah, doing for, a build a figure for his, for, cu- for his custody. Yeah, <laughs> that's really Eddie's Eddie's son. That's Eddie's son. And then Sunday night, guys, we had Takeover, which we had Dragonoff versus Walter. So I didn't get to watch this match live. I had to I had to watch it after I got off work. Um, big big fan of Walter and Stellar, uh, Stellar and uh, Ilya Dragonoff is. Uh, that motherfucker can sell. That guy is what, what fantastic. Was your quote? I, I said that he is the uh, the UK's version of Ricky Morton, which is like the that's the most kind thing I could possibly say about uh, a modern wrestler. There's something I want to say about that match before we kind of move along. That was to me the their first match was great that they had just on NXT TV. They beat the piss out of one another. 
I liked the storytelling in this more because Dragunov went in there with a game plan and it was immediate from the beginning it, and it paid off. It did. He he kind of chipped away at him uh, throughout the match. I will say though, I I had one one issue with the match and it's not that Dragunov went over. I think this should have been this should have been a non-finish like just have them literally beat the shit out of each other where neither one of them can reach their feet by the count of 10. And that would have probably pissed off some people, but that's how you build heat, brother. Yeah, and to an even bigger blow-off match. UK takeover with a wallet or something. Build yes. that. Because this should, this should have been a main event, and, uh, and it's no disrespect to Joe and Karrion Cross, but th- to me, this was... It was the only only match I watched. It's the only match that I would have paid money to have watched. Travis and uh, Lindsay came over to the house and we watched it, and it was just like, holy fuck! Because, like I said, he he worked on. There's a, a spot in the match where uh, Dragonoff chops Walter, and then he chops him in the fucking leg, like he's building him down. Like he just full on chops like, him, just knocks the shit out of the back of his head one time. It was like, oh, he. Uh, there's a spot too where Dragonoff almost over rotates that superplex. Did that, was that was scary? It was fuck. so fucking good, but in like the career uh, ending kind of It made me think of DDP when DDP broke his that's how he broke his back yeah. and um, and it scared me a little well, bit. And TakeOver I mean people are people are giving AT shit because they quote unquote lost the war to AEW on Wednesday nights or whatever but TakeOver again did not disappoint. That was good. I mean TakeOvers are always I think the Adam good. Cole match was a little uh, it was kind of lackluster. Um, kind of rushed. And, and then kind of the last thing we'll, we'll talk about too is potentially Adam Cole. Um, they said it and they're saying now that his contract is supposed to go through Friday. Um, so it all kind of you know what happens who knows. I mean I feel like they won't probably won't do a whole lot with him in WWE if that's the case because of his size. Uh, however I mean if he goes to AEW lost in the shuffle. So it's kind of a uh, if he goes to a- AEW he's going to be doing a bunch of stupid shit with his goofy ass friends. So that's the end of me hearing about uh, Adam Cole who it, Bebe. to be fair is one of the premier workers in the entire world. I mean he's tailor-made for professional wrestling. That being said, there's a fine line between entertainment and goofiness, and AEW doesn't just tip their toe in it. They they go full on, so they get him in the, the mix I, with I the rather, fucking Space Jam shit. And, yeah, and I would stupid. rather see him stay in WWE just because I feel like he will be lost in the shuffle in AEW. Go back but, go back to Ring of Honor and help them out. They need help more than... Him, him versus Nakamura... Him on SmackDown versus Nakamura, Balor, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. I mean, those were matches that I would reps rather see. My thing is with Adam Cole is the plateau is going to be reached, in my personal opinion, that he's going to just be a mid-card guy. And to me, he he reminds me so much of Shawn Michaels that it's, it's scary um, when it comes to talent, confidence, and moveset. I just well, looks. Yeah, he moves. looks, yeah. He and looks like Shawn. Maybe that. Vince McMahon loves Shawn Michaels, so you never know. Well, maybe Adam Cole needs to start blowing <laughs> Vince McMahon like Shawn Michaels was doing. Allegedly. 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 All right, oh, got I'm, it. And, uh, and Pat Patterson. But, hey, Shawn Michaels, blow me. It's hard now because he's, <laughs> he's, he's dead. His dick is dust. He's hard now because he's dead. His dick is dust. All right, guys. Before we get rolling, we're going to kick to our ads, and then we're going to start this episode. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. 
Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. From the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast, Wrestling Ruined, well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in depth movie retrospectives and interviews with cast and crew of all your favorite horror films only at the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. You can find us on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com and we're available on all major podcasting platforms. And oh yeah, don't be a jabroni. Check out all the great content from Wrestling Ruined or you'll be the one doing the J-O-B. Hey goddamn guys. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. So go ahead and get your peacock pulled up. This is going to be season three, episode twelve. It's March twenty seventh of nineteen ninety five, a Monday Night Raw. Uh, we're going to say one, two, three, start, and we're going to get rolling. One, two, two three, three, start. Oh yeah! Look at Helen Hart there. Yeah. Guys, this is Raw from March 27th, 1995. We are six days away from WrestleMania 11. God, Helen's acting ability are fucking terrible. Well, she had to act like she loves Stu Hart. Oh. <laughs> she also acted like she felt that dick in that worn out vagina. Oh, man. That's that's rough. Dude, when you have that many kids, like... <laughs> he lost all feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we get Owen Hart versus fucking Bret Hart in an old barn match. The only match on the card tonight, which is... This is the... Awesome. Awesome. This is this is the saving grace of this episode when it comes to me because this this episode is way too heavy on yeah you guessed it Todd Pettengill have I mentioned that I hate Todd Pettengill <laughs> I'm actually going to be a little kinder to Todd in this episode than I have been in other episodes well, for one he has is... his he has his mullet tied back so it's not super noticeable. And he's dressed nicely. He's not wearing one of those like collar, uh, you know, like a collarless uh, yeah, shirt. Yeah, like he he looks like a respectful human being. Pretty pretty cool change of pace here with uh, good old Jr. and uh, Gorilla Monsoon. Are they not the, the commentary team of Action Zone or Superstars? I is it one or the other? I believe it is. A no, Action Zone is Ross, but sometimes it's Pettengill with him instead of uh, instead of Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, they may be all American. <laughs> they may be all American. Yeah, I can't remember. I, uh, you could not. You could not pay me to watch anything you just said. <laughs> well, we're gonna watch actions on, buddy. Fuck no, we're not. Yes, we are. I no. love I love Gorilla Monsoon on commentary. His voice soothes me. It does. I, and it makes Big me miss Gino. Bobby. It yeah, makes me miss Bobby. But look, look at those Rolexes, though. Oh, he was a he was a uh, known gambler. The, uh... <laughs> he looks like he'd be a gambler. <laughs> Am I wrong? Like... He looks like he wore. <laughs> 
He won oh, those blue shades off of, of a grandma. Had a, <laughs> he, gam- he gambled on his health by eating so many fatty foods. Oh. And, uh, it did not pay off for him. We look, we Vince you. just said, hey, mom. As we're getting split screen of Todd Pettengill and uh, Vincent Mann. They cannot get Todd Pettengill's name correct, and it's hilarious throughout this whole episode. They keep, getting, uh, they keep saying it wrong, and I Turtle laugh really hard. Man. Vince is wearing his turtleneck once again. Ugh. With a so, sports jacket. I, I weirdly made this comparison. Does Brandon not look, kind of look like Todd Pettengill? You maybe? son of a bitch. <laughs> he kind of does. You son of a bitch. <laughs> How dare would, you? Brandon would shave that beard. Listen, listen. Get an earring. This this whole competition between between us of, of you know championship title defenses has been amicable to this point, but now I will destroy you. <laughs> hey, Vince has got some hairy knuckles. Just saying. His hands still look lighter than his face. <laughs> I, they they went heavy on the makeup with Todd Pettengill as well. They went heavy on the makeup with Vince. Look at fucking Vince faces. Like four shades, four shades darker than his whole body. His fucking hands are fucking pale white. There's that. Look at uh, that ponytail just yeah, yeah, flopping in the wind. <laughs> it, Brandon, grow that out. I want to see you as Todd Pettengill for Halloween. So, <laughs> where, where? Fuck, Wait, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Brett is speechless. So, we're getting Owen Hart versus Brett. This is supposed to be kind of the blow off with this. Is this the last one on one television match between Brett and Owen? Mm, I want to say they wrestle in 96, but I'm not sure. This is the last one I can think. I can of. I see. I was trying to think, and and I couldn't. I couldn't put it in the into words. Like try to figure out if that's the case or not. <laughs> Sean, they keep showing Sean Superkick Diesel for the third time. Survivor Series is the end when they Crazy. throw down the tag titles. I will say though, it, it's Sean Superkick Cowboy. I will say, like this this episode, Brandon alluded to it. This is the best use of Todd Pettengill we've had. Like he is the recap. Videos, this, all that stuff. He's, this would have been. The, I know he's in WCW by this point, but just imagine if this mean, had been Mean Gene. Oh yeah, we just saw the whole Bob Backlund so Diesel much match. Better. Yeah, we literally just watched the whole Bob Backlund Diesel match, but all eight seconds of it. Pyro, he's getting a golden shower. That was a Madison Square Garden, boys and girls. So they talk about here about all of his endorsements, Diesel's endorsements. Uh, they say that Diesel's the leader of the new generation. Fact or fiction? Um. In Vince's mind, he probably is, but we all know this failed experiment's going to come to an end later in the year, and then, you know, the actual leader of the new generation will be World Wrestling Federation champion once again. Oh, King Mabel was a World Wrestling Federation champion. (laughs) Fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) I I, I honestly think you could say it's a toss-up between Brett and Sean as the actual leader of the new generation. Well, through 95, they tried to make it Diesel, but I will say... Brett was no, it's clear it, leader. It, it's Brett, and and here's why: because he's he's there from beginning to end. I mean, Sean is on his ascension. You and know, he's also this time, but you know. heel. I feel like they filmed all these vignettes with Pamela Anderson at the Royal Rumble because Sean is like scruffy in a beard now. Like they keep showing these like out of order kind of thing. But like, I feel like they filmed them all that night. Can I can I make a a point that? I, mullets are making a comeback right now and like hardcore. I notice them like every day, but I have yet to see anybody achieve this level of mullet. It's so good. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's so good. Todd Pettengill's right. I put that Sean's unibrow and promo are on point. Then they talking right here. They're talking about bringing back uh, Big Sid. 
Oh, man. Oh, look, it's that fucking entrance you spent a bunch of fucking money on. Damn right I did. Yeah, actually, I have that in my notes. So, new new uh, generation ring, bitch. Uh, it, it, we were talking about in the last podcast about this new generation ring, Travis, you know, telling people to do it. And it looks like uh, the audience listened because we hit that goal. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, damn right. It was damn right we 100% did. Travis's uh, It was, it was all me. I take all the credit. Just like you take all the credit for putting Todd Pettengill back on the map, I take all the credit for pushing this uh, well, the ring. Difference, the difference is, is that I have verifiable proof, and, and you are just <laughs> I am, full of shit. I am on fire, locked and loaded, ready to go. That's you better cool. fill both tanks, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we please watch Sunday Night Slam? No. <laughs> this is the promo from it. This, this is so literally, this is, this is from the same night of tapings uh, as the Owen and Brett match from the night. You know, you know how I know Sean's a heel? He's he says that black he, vest. he said that he's going over. I'm going over. And then Diesel says you're going uh, over my dead body. But Sean's <laughs> in all black, man. So that tells you he's a heel. Does Does Sid not always look like he's holding a turd in? Yes, every single face. Like Until he broke his leg, I'm pretty sure or, the shit. Or, or it looks like he, he walks down the steps doing the walk. Ironically, parts. didn't he shit his pants? Undertaker. <laughs> he, wa- he walks down the steps like he's got the walking farts and looks around like nobody <laughs> the walking like, farts. Anybody <laughs> notice? I know. Coming soon to our t-shirt shop. (laughs) Guys, so there's a a point during all this talk with Pettengill and Vince where Vince uh, and and Todd say, this is the greatest WrestleMania of them all. (laughs) the best joke on the show. My question to you guys, we already had WrestleMania 1 through 10. What is the best WrestleMania to this point? To this point? Shit. Um, fuck. Top to bottom card, maybe 10. (laughs) I don't want to. I don't want to agree with Travis, but he's probably correct. But from from like a marquee t- sense, I will always say five, five, um, five or six. Well, five or six. But then again, you got to throw three in there for marquee value because Hogan and yeah, Andre. and it's got that. You know, but that's the, really a two show match if you think about it. And the Hogan and Andre two match show. Two match show. God, you're that, stupid. That ma- that show was not good. <laughs> And they can try to blow Andre the Giant's dead dick all they want, <laughs> but that fucking match, killed Brandon. That fucking match blew ass. I'm glad I don't you didn't care. spit that on me. Hogan Andre was a spectacle, but that match sucked so much. Well, dick. you get the Bulldogs versus the Heart Foundation. Yeah, but also fucking get... Dynamite's back's broken in that match. Like, <laughs> he can't do and shit. And then he broke a kid's legs. Yeah, pull a shotgun on his. And he's ex-wise. still alive, <laughs> Dynamite Kid. Is still no, he's not. Is he? Did he die? Did he die? Okay, well, in my heart, he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. So, so is Chris Benoit, buddy. He finally, but, he finally died. Yeah, he died a few years ago. What would you say? Best one. You know, I I toyed around with it. I, I have to agree with Brandon with part with uh, WrestleMania five, just because we get that the long the year long pretty much slow build of Hogan and Savage. However, um, something is pulling on me to say WrestleMania eight. And I don't. And the reason I say WrestleMania, the Macho Flair affair. We get that. To me, it was. I mean, for the time, it was kind of like groundbreaking because some of the stuff that they were doing mm. on WWF television. Mm. Um, Main event ruins that one. But of course, though, we get we get uh, Brett versus Piper, which is to me one of my favorite Mania so matches. That's a really underrated match. But dude. And then you also get Jake versus Taker, which is to me probably it's <laughs> what it Taker but from that point even to the end, it's Taker's best match at Media. Fucking Sid versus Hogan it's, ruins yeah, that. Yeah, because you know 
We should we should rebook WrestleMania eight because it's uh, the biggest missed opportunity on so, so many, many levels, levels. Because uh, Flair should have faced Hogan, Savage should have faced um, fucking Jake Roberts. That yeah. that should have yeah. been the yeah because and you really should have had possibly Sid versus Taker there because they were in the Rumble against each other and stuff, and they had had matches on Saturday night leading up to it. But we're getting the build for LT and Bam Bam here, showing all the build up we got to it. But I, I still think 10 is the best book bottom to top card. And Every not, match had a had a storyline. You're not wrong. No. You're not wrong. But in terms of like marketability, yeah. I, got I, you, I feel yeah. like it, it 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 lacks some of what, you know, WrestleMania, well, the idea and, and of WrestleMania. You got to think too. Up. I think part of WrestleMania 10's uh allure is tarnished because it's in between two of the worst WrestleManias. That can yeah. be part of that as well. Um, and it's also a WrestleMania without The Undertaker. And first one without Hogan. So, but you got Brett Owen. You had, uh, the, the of course, the ladder match. Um, you had that wonderful match with Randy Savage and Crush. Motherfucker. <laughs> we should are getting that in the ultimate form. I'm excited for that. Fuck you. Yeah. We have Luger and Fuck Yoko, you. which isn't a terrible match, except for the ending with perfect. And then you have Brett versus Yoko, which was a decent match. I will say, though, I feel like a lot of the older WrestleManias have a lot of filler matches. Oh, like, yeah. They had no rhyme or reason. Four is good because the, the matches meant something. The tournament matches meant you were trying to get you know, to I the final. I think that's the only time I've ever heard anybody say that WrestleMania 4 was good. I mean, I'm not saying it's good, but like it meant You literally something. just said that. <laughs> it's decent. I, I like the whole ascension of Savage versus... DiBiase, you're you're I think you're you, wrong. I think you could also argue. Six. You could honestly argue though that WrestleMania one and two are not the, are not that great either. No. Oh two, no, two is terrible. Two, two is terrible. Other than it has Elvira, I mean, and you look, but if you look at six, if you look at six, you have the whole build with Hogan Warrior. But like, I really off the top of my head can't remember anything else off that card. You got you got uh, Dusty and Mon- is it Macho King? It's uh. Is that uh, perfect? Be- perfect loses the beefcake at that and loses his undefeated streak. I'm trying Six. to remember. Is it? Is it? Uh, fuck. Uh, you've got. Uh, is it million, not million dollar man. Is it? J- it's Jake Roberts and million dollar man, and then you've got uh, Dusty and uh, Dusty and Sapphire, uh, Sapphire against Sherry and um, Savage. Savage. And then who does? Is the Heart Foundation fight? They don't fight Demolition there. They fight them at SummerSlam, right? Yes, because that's where they win the titles, because the Road Warriors come and help them win. No. no. Okay. Sorry, the Legion of Doom. I'm sorry, Legion of Doom. This oh, is Steve Bunkham and Michael Daddy! This is a missed fucking they, opportunity. They talk about, too, that, they, that they're that they going to be doing... Um, oh, they have some of the worst promos here in a oh, second. Oh, Spillman is fucking terrible. From NFL players here in a second. It is god fucking They awful. They mention that there's chat rooms going on in 1995 where people are talking uh, wrestling. What lonely fucks are in these chat rooms in 95 talking the wrestling? The same lonely fucks that are on AEW message boards right now. Are message boards still a thing? Probably. Uh, probably I'm an old, I'm an old I fuck. Was, I don't know the difference. Reggie White wasn't bad. Reggie Wise wasn't bad. Okay, I literally have it in my notes. My phone's about to die, so I'm just going off memory of what I wrote down. But here's the thing. This this promo is not good. No. But it is believable. Yeah. So in that It's better regard, than the next one. Oh, it's miles better than the next one. Um Don't they talk about a virtual virtual reality match between Sid and yeah. Shawn Michaels on the Prodigy yes, they thing? Did. And I don't know how the fuck that worked in ninety five. Like, you is, it like is it like stick, <laughs> is it like stick people fighting or some shit? Like I don't understand it. 
off limits to human this, beings. So this is what this was my my interpretation of what they were saying. So you know they had these like WCW shows in like the nineties where like they would just broadcast the audio. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking it's like that, but rather than audio, it's literally someone typing typing out the things that are yeah, happening. Oh, so you're, it's God. like it's like a oh here we go that coma versus hey I, I still I still put this Why? over watch this watch this dude they Damn they, they fucking I'm not gonna lie here uh, and this is this is, this just goes to show. That uh, the WWF was not in the best standing in 1995. I would much rather see this match, and it would be fucking terrible, mind you. You notice, you notice that it's Sunday Night Slam, but Bam Bam's holding a raw mic. Oh shit! Good job, Kevin Dunn, you butt tooth bitch. <laughs> wow. I have my continuity, notes. motherfucker. I have in my notes that Todd's uh, Tony Pell, uh, Tony Pell, oh. ponytail is distracting. <laughs> Tony Pell. Told you it was distracting. Look at because you just ever so vaguely see it, and then he turns, and it's like, oh, there it is. And the mullet's still alive. Look, see, boys. look, see it. it? It's he's like a nineteen ninety two Rick Martel, only yes. with, only with like more estrogen. <laughs> Less model than looks is what you're saying. See, where's he, his, where's he, has his part, he has it partly shaved over there. Where's his arrogance? I love it when Vince calls his, calls him butthead in a minute and he gets all super offended. They start talking about Beavis and butthead and he's like, yeah, butthead. <laughs> it's, it's funny because they're the they so fucking out of touch with, with pop culture. So this is this is like the... the Kinda cla- like now? Oh, definitely now. But this is the, like the classic example of two guys trying to like, what, what are the kids into these days? Do they like video games? <laughs> what about that Wayne's World? I will say though, it's like he's like Noah from Noah's Ark. Todd, Todd probably has a little bit more finger on the pulse since he's a um, blowing dude, like, a, like <laughs> a radio DJ. I was going to say a radio DJ. <laughs> I'm not talking about a finger and a brown eye. I'm talking about I'm talking about the pulse of pulse of pop culture. Hey, and I, I just want to get this out of the way. There's nothing wrong with blowing dudes. No. Todd Fengo <laughs> probably does. <laughs> I feel like since he's on his radio show, though, he might have a little bit better idea. Besides Vince McMahon, who probably just found that uh, ACDC put out Back in Black in 95. Oh, yeah, you're right. Have you heard this shit? <laughs> it's exotic. Uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, Vince, that's, you know, that's not even the original singer. What? <laughs> Who's Bond Scott? Who's Bond Scott? <laughs> oh, man. I think I passed that. <laughs> I killed Brandon. <laughs> How is Todd Pettengill married? I don't get it. Is that well, gay marriage is legal. <laughs> it's not legal in 95. <laughs> We're getting canceled. <laughs> listen, listen, dude. I have I have several, several gay friends, and Todd Pettengill is not one of them. <laughs> Yeah, so, you want to yes, be, though. Yes, yes. So, fuck you, Tom Van Gill. I hope you and your husband are very happy. <laughs> <laughs> He's never coming on the show. God, you're ruining it. Oh, here comes Fan Oh, Festival. my God. You know who's doing this voiceover? It's Stephanie One. She also did the Twix commercial that we just saw, too. Oh, God. She's terrible. A lot of teeth. Oh, she has, she hasn't been on Raw in a while, which has been nice. I oh, mean, I miss her shiny teeth. <laughs> Oh, oh God! I could have done something really bad there. <laughs> Thank God he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, spark pluggies, throwing uh, butt plug, Holly, Henrock. Real <laughs> 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 That's a pretty blast. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this 
episode is on the fucking rails. It's good. <laughs> We're not even drunk. It's fine. Holy uh, shit. I haven't even had uh, any beer those, Look at those graphics for the second annual fan festival. Oh, Jesus. Looks like a are mess. Vince and Todd touching knees? Do they are. <laughs> What's happening? He slowly just turned to just... <laughs> like, oh, his lap. Uh, he keeps bumping his knees like, fuck. What? He's the see. Stop there. This is why he got fired. <laughs> Look at Vince cracking a smile because he's getting a boner. <laughs> I will say Vince shows more emotion in this fucking thing. He's, he acts like he's having fun. I'll give him yeah. that. You know, like I, we, we give Vince shit, but like Vince in the right situations is great. Like, oh yeah, he's, he's genuinely great. He's terrible well, no, commentary, but like in things like this, oh hell yeah, Jim Ross in her. Backlund <laughs> flubs his promo here, he, and then Jim Ross cuts him off. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't know if it's intentional or not. I'm just no, I'm a not character. being a dick here. I'm trying not to be a dick. No, I'm not meaning to come across as a dick, but it looks like at this time Jim Ross has actually had his first, first bat, yeah. Bat, Battle of Bells falls. I see it as well. Uh, I completely agree. I thought that when I first watched this as well. Yeah. I, I want to actually uh, interject real quick. Uh, give it a shout out to our uh, our buddy Newt Wallen. Uh, he just had a bout with uh, Bell's palsy, and uh, all all signs uh, seem to be heading <laughs> in the in the positive, and he's gonna I'm not he's gonna get better. But uh, you know, we're with, just, we're with you in spirit, soon, buddy. Bob Backlund here though is, is hilarious. He's like over the top, and then you look at Jim Ross. He's like looking back and forth. Like, this guy's crazy. This guy's crazy. Uh, uh, Vince uh, and Todd for this say that the WWF pay per views always deliver. Uh, at this point, after watching WCW, I can't deny that the Royal Rumble has been the, one of the better mm-hmm. things we've watched, and that's saying something. But I also tell you, like, <laughs> here we go with our MVP so far of the year of '95, uh, Jeff Jarrett. These but, are early promos of Jeff too. Yeah, they um. Todd Pett, it's it's really weird listening to Todd Pett and go on the show tell you how to order a pay per view. Oh, dude, it's hilarious! It's like, oh, there's a. It's button. like you could call your call your local cable provider and ask for the originators of pay per view, the World Wrestling Federation. The originators, the innovators. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, then you could go to your preview channel and uh, get 50, the number from there. It's like 15 minutes beforehand. You yeah, call. you can watch the preview show with me. This is, this is as close as the NFL will ever get to pay-per-view. I actually have that in my notes. Then they also make fun of Major League Baseball and stuff. They're like, the World Series. Oh, remember when they used to play that game? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, because this is when they were on strike. God, look at Jeff Jarrett. Vince does like taking a lot of jabs at other things. Well, it's funny to me. I guess Clip he really things. does view those as competition. But, I mean, the thing of it is, is they're not in the same spectrum, really, if no. you think about it. Speaking of which, um, I, I saw today where they posted that this year's SummerSlam was the highest grossing. Oh, imagine um, so, because they seemed... probably ripped everybody off ticket prices because it was a... You saw those, those t-shirts t-shirt. were $100, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, those Vince ones? Yeah. Fucking so, the, the wild thing is, you know, a lot of people want to talk shit about WWE and hate what, the, what they're doing. They're but money. clearly they're making money, so they don't give a shit what you think. I really hate the sell job on this razor's edge. Ah, uh, it's like uh, uh, it's like <laughs> it's like uh, roll up. Uh, you know what I hate more small than package, that? that fast count? No, his stupid ass all yellow attire. It's, I will say, it's like Big Bird. Uh, up here's Barry Horowitz. <laughs> this is probably one of the best <laughs> things we've seen on Raw. Right. Get feels, him, Bob. Get him, Bob. Le- he puts it in there for two seconds. Like, fuck him. <laughs> I, I legit watched <laughs> I this. I watched this probably four or five times in a row. It was like, this is this is the best thing we've seen on Raw. It broke his little buggy whip arms and throws the <laughs> whip down. Oh, God. 
Oh man, we really missed out by not watching Sunday Night Slam. Just saying. Travis, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I just ordered a Coliseum video with the Tataka Lex Luger cage match on it. We're going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Travis actually talked about us doing a bonus episode of. Uh, oh, one, two, three, kid. Last kick. A bonus episode of some of these uh, uh, Coliseum classics that uh, Travis has illegally on Blu ray. Uh, you get, get his ass. When I agreed to this, I had to talk a, and fucking looks <laughs> under the cage was not a part of the deal. Uh, I mean, we're not going to watch but that right back now. one's going to butt fuck Jeff Jarrett right here. But, I mean, just kidding. I really want to watch the Crutch Classic with the repo. It's man. great. It's great too. You see, you see, he's like, oh, they're like, oh, Razor, um, you know, he's in, he's in the crossface chicken wing. Is, is Jeff going to help? They're nope. like, no, and he just starts be kicking the shit. It's fucking hilarious. I really think we should watch the Crunch Classic uh, VHS with the uh, Repo Tips with Repo Man tie back into <laughs> Black Top Boy. I've had my fucking feel with Barry Darso for a while. Stephanie Stephanie Wine also does the voiceover work for this as well. Well, they just gotta fucking six, get her to do just something. Six days away, guys. WrestleMania. I would never see Raw do a whole episode dedicated like this. Oh now. no, they would never. do I'm that. actually going to ask you. Uh, it's one of the questions I had in my notes. Is like, do you? Uh, barring that they would or wouldn't do it, do you think that WrestleMania or just big events in general would benefit from a, a show like this well, now? NXT kind of proved, I think, that it, it, it could because they started doing this prime, prime targets, targets and like doing the like a recap of the show leading into it. Uh, even in the older NXT, they did the the show before like a takeover was one of the yeah it wasn't shows. actual sh- matches. They might have one match or something like that, but, or, and then they would do that the following week where they would film like one match before takeover, and then they would uh, do like what happened at the at I, the show. I will say like I think that's where WWE misses stuff like Livewire and Superstars now because I can remember as a kid and like vividly in '97 watching superstars and they would have interviews with the guys the morning of well, the pay-per-view no, and no. stuff. Here, here's the like thing. Like, into it. We have too much wrestling <laughs> yes, as yes. Agre- We talked about you that You have a three-hour fucking Raw. Dedicate it, like, wow. half an hour of that or more to... Or break it up in like 15-minute, se- five, ten-minute segments. Yeah, unless, unless you're Nick fucking Khan and say, oh, we benefit from a fourth hour of Raw. Or I could see SmackDown being eight hours. Did he, did he actually say that? <laughs> yeah. He did, but like he was hey, saying because of revenue. Hey, Nick Khan, so. get fucked. Nobody wants that. No. Nobody wants two hours Listen, of Raw, let love, alone four. I love wrestling, but you can't keep up with all of it now. There's too much of it. And, I mean, that's good for the workers and stuff. But as a fan, it becomes overwhelming. And if you can't keep up with it, you kind of become apathetic to all of it, I think, in some aspects. <clears throat> well, you just like me, and read the results and just move on. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch the highlights later. Oh my god, I see Undertaker on Raw. Oh wait, it's not a match. I am not a fan of Purple Undertaker. I love Purple Undertaker. Well, you, of course you do. The the, <laughs> the man who told me before we're recording this episode, you're going to buy four fucking Todd Pettengill action <laughs> figures. Yeah, one for each of us and one for the table. Oh, he's a sweetheart. He's mine, you yeah, you're a, yeah, no, technically, that would, but I would have two. I own the table. And <laughs> uh, I would I, bring that Todd back and forth every time because you would throw it away. So Travis would have to talk. <laughs> Damn right. I would never take one of them out. Oh, that's a special edition of Monday Night Raw, boys and girls. I mean... They I keep am... forgetting his name. <laughs> like, why does everyone have trouble saying my name? And Vince is having fun with that shit, though. Like, legitimately. I'm, I'm here with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> he's hip. He's you cool. His nose arcade. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a blazer with no tie. <laughs> My pants are jacked up over my belly button. <laughs> Linda. <laughs> Linda, powder my nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I got grapefruits. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Bret Hart's pissed at Owen. All right. I have a talking point right here. The general consensus with a lot of people, our, our buddy Skip Harden being one of them, is that Bret Hart is not a good promo. I argue against this point. Bret Hart is not a charismatic promo. He's a real promo. He's a straight-to-the-point promo. Exactly. And I think what he says is substantive. And if you are... There is a difference between hearing and listening. Hearing yeah. hearing is passive. It's just it's the function of your ears. But listening is intent. So you have to pay attention to what he's saying to get anything out of it. And I'm not disparaging wrestling fans, but here we are in 2021 and people love AEW. So um, perhaps you are doing more hearing than listening. Pay more attention is what I'm saying. That was filmed a different time too, because uh, when Jim Ross interviewed Bob Backlund, he had a raw microphone and in there he had a WWF microphone. It's kind of weird. But you're doing what I was just saying, but with your eyes rather than your ears. I'm very proud of you. I will say that Brett, I don't think Brett really became, (laughs) became a decent promo until, 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 well, I mean, I I didn't hate his heel work. I didn't hate his promo work here. I thought it was, I thought it was good, but he became more confident as a, as a promo when he turned heel. You know why? Because he's speaking, he's speaking the truth. But like, if you go back and watch his old promos in like 90, 88, 89 with the Heart Foundation, it just felt forced and weird. Well, I mean, but, but at the same time, like they, their, his function wasn't to be a promo guy. They had, they had Jimmy yeah. Hart, and, and they would punctuate whatever he said with, you know, a couple of throwaway lines. I mean, I you, I, of course you're going to stick up for your Canadian brethren, you bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> that, that fucking Canadian flag is in the exact same fucking place it's been since. Uh, you, put it in the ba- you put it in the bag every time before we come over here. We know you hang it above your bed. We're, we're, getting, we're finally getting this Bret Hart, Owen Hart match. Bret Hart is currently feuding with four people. Damn right. He's he is. finishing his feud off with Owen here. He's feuding with Bob Backman, which he finishes that oh. off at Mania. Jerry the King Lawler, which he's been feuding with since fucking King of the Ring '93, Hakushi. and Hakushi. And if you think about it, Diesel five. Yeah, because yeah, he kinda, still yeah. wants his belt. He back. still wants the belt back. You're 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 not wrong. And then pretty soon he'll be feuding with a pirate. Oh fuck! <laughs> and a dentist. <laughs> Holy <Yeah>. fuck! <laughs> this is more of a southern style of booking than a WWF style because let's let's like look at it back in the day. I'll use Dusty Rhodes as a as an example. Dusty would be feuding with half the fucking roster because he's the like the number one baby, baby face. face and everybody wants to knock him out because he's the number one baby face. So Brad is in that position. I mean I guess you could probably argue that well, I, Diesel I is, like, but but Brett is really Brett. I feel like he's the only one with like some solid character like development, and you know where he's going after Mania. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's true with him. Like, when, he gets a huge pop here, by the way. Oh, yeah, and I have in my notes too that you know we watch a lot of Raw. These both guys look like stars. Absolutely, they it's a weird immediately angle you look. At, well, this is a cool camera angle. I like, yeah, I like that camera angle. That uh, they are. They are stars, and they, they're established characters. This is an established feud. To me, you could have had Brett Owen as your blow-off at WrestleMania 11. I would have enjoyed that more than Backlund. Um, I think that would have made more sense, but, of course, we get this. Uh, this match is really good. I never thought to look and see who they've got on commentary at ringside, because I know it's Gorilla Monsoon and, and Jim Ross, but that's green's green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I know, like... I can't tell anyone. I almost feel like this is the dark match afterwards, and they filmed it for this. 
Well, kudos to them if this if that is the case in the order this is, was filmed is they have the fans into this match the entire match and if this was the last thing they filmed kudos to both men they did their job. You know what was is a breath of fresh air and that's Jim Ross and, and Grill. Oh, absolutely! Um, it is called like an old style Southern wrestling match too by Jim Ross and and Monsoon jumps in there at the right times. They don't try to play it up like Vince would. it's it's very (laughs) like an old dog being kicked (laughs) it makes me miss Jim Ross more hearing him call that analogy it just rings I miss miss this Jim Ross yeah I I miss Jim Ross calling matches too and Brett kind of fell there there, he he does it every week you can't miss him too much but it's just on a program that we choose not to watch (laughs) it's true Uh, we were talking we were talking earlier too when when you saw uh, when you saw Brett come out the entrance way it is so fucking cool, and I'm glad that we're getting that entrance with that uh, with that ring. Um, kudos like those, once again, everyone who backed that. I ring. do like those Brett tights there. I don't think they've ever been on a figure that that design, the the wing and the heart. Yeah, it's, speaking it's, of, it's you, they're, they're, it's a different one. They just released the uh, Bret Hart Survivor Series '96 figure. God, ugly and uh, I got into an argument with some guy because they tried to say that wasn't the gear he wore at Survivor Series '96, which a simple Google search can fix that. <laughs> and I was like, No, dude, it is because on they don't the, have anybody on comments on the though. back of the box. They they had some glitch, something glitched up where it actually describes the WrestleMania 13 match. Uh, instead of their Survivor Series 96 match. And so apparently it's a rarity on some boxes that they were released like that. So those typos tend to go for a lot of money. Yeah. Apparently apparently the Ron Rud- Rudman. He liked that post, name. by the yeah. way, that I did. He um he said that um they for whoever was in charge of reading the copy apparently didn't read the copy because they had to fix it. But um I mean if I find one of those with the WrestleMania 13, I'm, some of the those would be mind. called a running change. Yeah, running mm-hmm. change. Oh, look at you over there. I know, sir. I know some you. Ghostbusters, right? Uh, like stepping on Owen's hair there. Nice. Surprised that we've you know they've been doing these double packs lately. Like we got uh, Triple H and China. We had uh, uh, Rock and Mick Foley. I'm surprised we haven't gotten an Austin Brett WrestleMania 13 one. Well, they kind of did a basic double pack of that. Around Russell, the first WrestleMania in Dallas. Yeah, I remember. I remember. It's just like they did the uh, Brett Owen one, uh, Brett uh, Sean one. Uh, it was a Target exclusive Hall of Champions. Uh, I remember but, that. But it's basic too, so if those basic figures don't exist. Fuck you, Mattel, for putting that cool shit out in basic form. <laughs> um, I have a problem with basics. My God, if they're just fucking trophies to put on a fucking shelf, like what does it fucking matter? I like want articulation. You gonna put them in crazy artic in crazy poses? They're not gonna be able to stand up in. So you're a liar. The, I, I'll be honest with you. Leave them out of the box. My biggest problem I have with basic uh, the basic figures is to me they are harder to stand up. Almost every basic I've ever ran into, one leg is higher than the other, so it makes oh, them really no, hard. No, I don't. I don't. I have a few basics, and I well, have never your Ric Flair basic is pretty much taller than every other fucking Ric Flair you have. It is. That's because he has bigger hair on top <laughs> because it's cut on the sides. That's math. I'm pretty sure uh, we're gonna have to buy a couple of those Ric Flair Ultimates. So we see them, we keep them in box because I have one already. Because one I'm sure they're gonna go up in value now. He's no longer with WWE, and. Father Time waits for no one. Eventually, Rick shut Flair. the fuck up, Travis. <laughs> Rick Flair. I realize after the last the last two episodes that we have done a show, we talked about someone passing away. We talked about Paul Orndorff, and then we talked. God about, damn it! Don't talk about don't, don't, don't body, say it. Don't so. fucking say it. Don't fucking say it. 
Ric Flair is going to be at NWA 73 <laughs> this fucking weekend. I said it's this go- weekend? It is this weekend. Have they announced matches for that? Yeah, they have. Did, did you say Aldis, Aldis versus Storm? No, it's no. Uh, Aldis versus Murdoch. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they're doing a whole... It's because it's in St. Louis, and they were both Harley. trained by Harley, so... Oh, um, dude, this match is... Essentially, what you're telling me is they don't have any d- clear direction for uh, Chris or uh, Nick Aldis, so they have Trevor Murdoch in there. Pretty much. I like Trevor Murdoch, but he shouldn't... He, he shouldn't oh, is that, is that his name? Is, 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 it, is it Trevor Murdoch? Is yeah, that what he goes yeah. to? Yeah. I wonder if they're going to ruin, or Ric Flair's going to ruin NWA 73. I hope so. That'd, make, <laughs> that'd be fucking... I'm, I'm going to do something stupid. I'm, I'm all for Ric Flair doing... Uh, whether <laughs> oh, it's going oh. down on ladies... <laughs> allegedly say. in a train. Ric, Ric Flair's got his OnlyFans working <laughs> for a few more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. Oh, yeah. It pretty much looks it, like... Sure it wasn't, Rick. I'm okay. hoping that was Wendy and tell, Charlotte. That's what I tell Fifi as well. Oh. I got dark. Really quick, so they make a note talking about, you know, Owen is going to have a mystery partner, uh, and we know who it's going to be. I mean, this is 20-something years ago. Uh, It's going to be... What? Yeah, fuck you. Uh, It's going to be Yokozuna. So, with that being said, do you think it would have added more value to the show if they would have announced Yoko, or by then, do you think it really mattered? I don't think it really mattered. And, And honestly, Owen hasn't really had anything to do with the tag titles. No, he hasn't come out and scouted the guns or anything during the matches. I mean... I still stand by that it should have been... Uh, you could have Yoko and Owen versus Bulldog and Luger. Luger and then the um, uh, Heavenly, Heavenly Body. Bodies versus Smoking Guns at Mania. You just made me sh- shoot. <laughs> shot hot load out my, my dingus. Dude, you gotta think the... Bl- <laughs> my dingus. <laughs> Something's going on out there. God, they're in a high school gym. They're in a high school gym, yeah. Brandon. No, I know, but what gave it away? Was it the gym floor? <laughs> yeah, obviously it was. Uh, the crowd has been hot this entire match. Like I was saying earlier, like you immediately can tell that like if they if they did film this last, they're doing their fucking job. There is one negative thing I have to say about this match, oh. and that's because and and it's just just my my feeling that certain moves should be protected. I I am not in favor of people using the DDT. Yeah, he oh, used it super early in the match yeah. too. Yeah, that, the DDT should be a fucking finisher. You're dropping somebody on the top of their fucking head, and there's a pile driver. But I'll give the pile driver a little bit more leeway because it's later on in the match and it leads pretty much into the the finish. The finish. The problem I have with this match is, I mean, I know they said it's a no holds barred match, but I feel like they. By today's standards, you would think something more would be used. Like, they use the steps, they go outside and work a little bit, but that's the extent of it all. Well, and that's something I kind of like about it, is, like, it's no holds barred, but they're, like, they're just trying to beat each other. Yeah, they're but in my to... in my mind, Brett, Owen is so fed up with Brett's shit that you would think that he would go and get a chair so, or speak, something. Speaking of which, um, we have the ref interference right here. Uh, who... Jack Doan uh, pulls Brett's leg down, and Gorilla Monsoon is like, he's not supposed to do that. Yeah. Like, he... See, and, like, that's the thing. Like, I did like how he didn't count for Brett, like, count try to count Owen out there on Brett. But, um, I mean... That's, I guess that's the, I guess that's the, <laughs> Owen fucking undoes the turbuckle pad, and then he throws it down, and he just turns and goes, Ooh. I wonder if his arms up. Hands up. I, I think that's their way this of right here. more no-hole-barred stuff, is them doing more so he, stuff. So he sets him up here, beautiful stupid. clothesline. I love that clothesline. I believe he, go, he tries to go for the sharpshooter here, and Owen gets out of it, which kind of ne- it neglects the whole fact that he just took a, the turnbuckle shot without the pad on it. 
No, he hits him with an elbow. Beautiful elbow drop from this Brett's is a staple of Bret Hart. <laughs> Shout out to OSW guys. This is I love that. Like, that's a staple of Brett, and then Austin kind of uses that too in their feud. Like he does the second rope, and then he throws the middle Almost fingers Jerry, in. Jerry Lawler yeah. also uh, he does this fist drop. Yeah, but I mean, pussy. I'm just saying <laughs> the action from the you know Jerry Lawler likes kid. What? what? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Would so, you uh, stop uh, it? Would you, would you stop it? They go on banana. Batters uh. <laughs> <laughs> like bananas. <laughs> <laughs> do you like them peeled, or do you like them with the fucking rhino? <laughs> no, no, he, li- he likes them green. Oh, there Super it is! Right. Beautiful, beautiful pile driver. Oh, Brett does. Too bad there's too Brett many marks now that can't do a pile driver. They have to ban it. Mm-hmm. Brett does little things in his match that I feel like, like people take it so so much for granted. Like he did a a, a like a, a side like you know backbreaker here. Here, watch this. Pop right in the eye. Maybe maybe laugh when I watch this back the first time. Jack Owen just shakes his head, can't do anything about it. But he uh, he's trying to catch him. He's like, "Where's he going? Where's he going?" Back backbreak. Brett turned and looked for him right there too. He's like, this, the fuck is oh, that? the turnbuckle oh. spot always fucking gets me. But he's playing off like he got hit in the throat. And the weird thing is, nobody does it today. Mm. Like he figures, no somebody... one can take it like Brett though. Like I mean, Owen can take it. I've seen Owen. I mean, Owen does it. <laughs> Owen puts his arms up in the, <laughs> in the air. Woo! <sighs> he's a king of horror, man. I have things I want to say. I can't. I got a thing I wanted to say, but <laughs> I can't either. So I want to say like a huge so dick. He kicks him in the damn face. The, this, this right here, this fucking shot. Oh, that, that's the, the, the framing of the camera and everything was perfect. <laughs> Owen versus Turnbuckle. Owen I still feel like the sharpshooter is one of the most devastating finishing moves. <laughs> got what you said there. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> I, I missed it. He said he hit the turnbuckle. He said, "Oh, he's over too." <laughs> <laughs> It got dark. The cool thing is, is oh, I like it. Yeah, he immediately taps out because he knows he's done. But Brett's like, nah, man, I'm not letting you out of this. And he fucking keeps him in it for quite a bit. Jack Dunn's like, you're the winner. Kiss my <laughs> ass. ass. Yeah. Brett this, this kiss is very, my heelish, ass. very heelish here. Yes, but at the same time, like this is sending a message to back them because they have that oh, yeah, submission quit. match. So. And then on top of that, it's like, this is you know the blood feud, a legit blood feud. And... As far as I can think of, this is one of the last singles matches they have. Because Owen, yep. shortly after, he starts doing the Camp Cornette stuff. Yeah, damn right he does. Yeah, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you give it to your mean old that's brother. My, yeah. That's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> His cell at Survivor Series 94 is so good. They should reverse the decision and give it to Owen. Son no. of a bitch. No, because this was a no holds bar match. I was like, oh. a no holds bar match. I, uh, I found myself. <laughs> have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> when I was. <laughs> when you're going to have a no holds bar Christmas. I found myself lost in that match when I originally watched it. I thought it was. <laughs> no holds barred? <laughs> yeah, yes. The match. No the holds barred. But that, sincerely, though, that, that match, it, it was so good. I lost myself into it. I was like, I was just captivated. I was like, this is a good match. Especially on Raw. I guess it threw me off because it's on Raw as well. This is the greatest WrestleMania card ever. Yeah. Um, How could you sit there with a straight face and say that, though? I get it. You're a salesman. But God. The, 
This the, Mania's terrible. The format of this episode is, I think, is a little off. Like, I, I'm fine with them, like, after the match, coming, kind of coming back and doing, like, your, your last push. But then they throw in a million-dollar corporation promo coming up. And... I think that they could have added another match, and they could have just spaced the matches out a little bit more. Now, okay. WrestleMania 11, 9, 2, or 27. Which one was the worst? Nine is up there, man. Nine really has is, nothing. Is twenty seven Cena and uh, Rock? Cena, 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 Miz. Cena, Miz. But it's like you have that bullshit in it with Taker and. Uh, uh, by the way, I'll, let me get this out really quick. <laughs> you guys know that I hate Todd Pattengill, but the hatred that I have for this little shit cannot be understated. He's going to be there interviewing the wrestling stars. I fucking hate Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I've hated him then. I hated him now. I'm really happy that his his character got some kind of disease on home improvement. I don't think that's really what happened. On the show, show he did. Really? So, so guys, during, uh, when we were locked down. I didn't realize he was young Simba. When we were in lockdown, I I watched this documentary on the Dana Carvey show, and they they actually were the... Too funny to fail, right? Yes, and they were the... uh, Home Improvement was the lead-in for uh, the Danny Carvey. Carvey show. And there's this segment on here, and I have the audio. Hopefully it picks it up. But Where Jonathan Taylor Thomas is talking about how he doesn't want to die. <laughs> it's followed by the diet diet mug root beer Dana Carvey show. <laughs> yeah, every every episode they had like a new, new weird like sponsor. So did Jonathan Taylor Thomas down home from it? No, 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 no. He should have. Though. He beat this thing. Oh god. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I wish that. Uh, it, it made me. Life. It made me laugh so hard. I still have that clip saved on my phone because I, I really, sent it to Brandon. And I laughed so hard. I really hope that this WrestleMania lives up to the hype. <laughs> sure, man, you're about to find out because coming in two weeks from this Saturday, don't they really say something about like you know most most wrestling or some some days we watch don't live up to the hype, but this WrestleMania is going to live up to the hype. Was, he's talking about the LT match. That's what he says. He's like, I really hope hey, this match lives to, up to the hype. To be fair, to be fair. That that match is one of the bright spots of this show. Vince really says that he's like, I really hope that, I hope LT lives up to the hype, and I'm like, dude, it's your fucking show. What are you doing? Like you're putting down LT like right now. Uh, th- this is where he made that comment too. He's like, this is the closest the NFL will get to pay per view. We're getting close to closing this thing out, but I have a quick question. How is Tatanka not on WrestleMania? I, you know why? Because <laughs> fuck you, that's why. Um, but here's a here's a question. Should they have put Mongo and Kama on the card, if for no other reason, to put Kama over and just have the basically in your mind that, okay, maybe a wrestler can beat a football player rather than, like, waiting the whole entire card to, like... Or if not, they could have had it on, like, the raw building up. Here's what they should have done. It would have been terrible, by the way. They could have done, like, another Kama versus McMichael run-in at Mania, and that been on your first in-your-house show. Oh, God, I'm... Oh God! <laughs> oh crap! He's gone. Oh crap! Oh crap! Can I see you? Oh crap! As we're getting to the end here, guys, uh, I can't really say that the show's in contention for redeemed or ruined because we got one match. However, I feel like the one match I'm, was great. I'm going to say this show is redeemed. I'm going to say that because it wasn't a bad show. It does its purpose. Gets ready for WrestleMania. It has a solid Brett versus Owen match. 
There's, there you go. There is far too much Todd Pattengale in this, in <laughs> this for me to give it a glowing review, but for the match alone, I will give this a redeemed. You know who my MVP is? Todd Pattengale. Todd Pattengale. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, mine's Brett. Mine is Brett. Brett had a good promo, and he had, he had an amazing match. I, I'm actually going to give it to Owen, uh, and that's no disrespect to Brett, because obviously, like, you know, the you know, it takes two to tango, but... There's little spots in that match where it's just, even in defeat, Owen stays strong because, you know, throwing his hands up after Woo! taking the uh, the turnbuckle pad off or, just, I mean, the actual turnbuckle shot, uh, getting the, you know, this yes, t- taking the pile driver like a fucking beast. He's, he's fucking fantastic. Well, guess if I got to break the tiebreaker, I guess I'm going to go Brandon. And I think I hate myself, yeah, for saying that. But, I mean... At, for wrestler wise, I would give it to Owen just because of sell job, all that good stuff. He's, his selling was fantastic in it, guys. That's the end of this uh, this Monday Night Raw. The next episode we will be covering is going to be WrestleMania. However, we got a few things to cover because this is the end of the month. So uh, this is on the other side of things. WCW Saturday Night from March twenty fifth, nineteen ninety five. We're back, baby. This was two days prior to this episode of Raw airing, so you got the tape, pal. You're, you're going to like some of these people on here. Oh, fuck Sergeant you. Pitbull, Craig, uh, Craig Pittman. Defeated Mike Davis. Stars and Stripes defeated the Southern Posse, who's Sonny Trout and Rick Thames. Of course they are. I like the last name, Trout. Big Bubba (laughs) Rogers defeated Mark Starr, who keeps popping up. Flying Brian versus the Terrorist. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't research it. I saw it. I laughed. Racism. Flying Brian's at least back on the show. Ming defeated Mike Corey. That's another name that keeps popping up. I wonder if Ming's in his stupid uh, Great Muda knockoff gear. Probably. Stunning Steve Austin defeated Kenny Kendall. God, why do they just put Flying Brian and him back together? Sting defeated Lieutenant James Earl Wright. Sting Patrol. Oh, what's his name? Lieutenant <laughs> James Earl Wright. Is James Earl Ray like the guy who killed? <laughs> Holy shit, it is. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's pretty fucked up. I didn't put that two and two together, but that's fucked. He killed Jay. Uh, 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 um, okay. Am okay? Yeah, Martin Luther King. Sorry. Fuck. Racism. We have a terrorist. <laughs> that this is 1995. This is a different time. Uh, is he still looking? The Butcher and Kevin Sullivan <sighs> defeated Kip Abbey and Leroy Howard. Oh, Jeez, Leroy course, and his flat top is making the rounds. I'm glad Leroy's getting out there. He's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> WCW television champion Arn Anderson. Boy's good. Boy's good. Boy's good. Uh, defeated John Crystal. And in your main event. Uh, is that at- Crystal with a K? The, the, the burger? Oh, shit. Oh. Never mind. And uh, the main event was Avalanche versus Macho Man. And I'm guessing Macho pulls that one out. I did not look. No, there's no At, way, there's no way that they would tell you. Avalanche I'm just tell you into right his now, monumental run. That fucking Saturday Night Blue Dick. Oh, you guys ready for one more thing? It's time to get a little <laughs> extreme. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's get extreme. Please tell me Tully Blanchard showed back up. Oh, Scully Blanchard. <laughs> so, ECW had four shows take place in the month of March. One of them was canceled. <laughs> so <laughs> why? I had say just as it was it was canceled. So the first one took place March 3rd. Uh, it was in uh, east uh, in Philadelphia at the Northeastern Catholic High School. Yes. Anybody yeah, want to take a guess on the attendance for this show? 79. <laughs> <laughs> 292. Oh, I'll take it. Uh, here's some of the matches that you got. I'm just kind of going to go through them. So you got Tommy Dreamer versus Stevie Richards. Uh, Dean Malenko uh, and Two Cold Scorpio went to a 20-minute draw oh, for the probably, TV title. That's probably good, man. Uh, let's see. In a, 
uh, Public Enemy defeated Hack Myers and Mikey Whipwreck. We yeah. saw Hack Myers and Mikey on that uh, Return of the Funker. I should have just mm-hmm. set the ring on fire for that one. And ECW champ Shane Douglas defeated Tully Blanchard. <laughs> <laughs> the next night, which was March 4th, it was in uh, Cheney, Pennsylvania. Show was canceled. <laughs> Probably because they stuck the building out in the fucking Catholic Youth Center. Yeah. Or somebody was touching little boys in the back. Uh, it's ECW, man. They were extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, public, public enemy. It's fucked up. That's fucked up, guys. I'm just kidding. Oh, it's straight shit. Catholic wrestling. It's <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, oh man. man. We're pray, pray at the altar. <laughs> Drink the juice of all <laughs> Drink that Kool-Aid, man. Didn't they fucking <laughs> crucify the Sandman one time? They did. They did. So the next show, the next show took place on March seventeenth. Uh, it was in Jim, Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, uh, at the Flagstaff. It was three hundred seventy-four fans. Oh hell yeah! Uh, Raven defeated Hack Myers. Uh, ECW Television Champ Dean Malenko defeated the Tasmaniac. Cactus Jack defeated the Sandman in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Surprise, Taz put him over, brother. Public Enemy defeated Ron Simmons and Two Cold Scorpio, <laughs> and uh, Shane Douglas defeated Tommy Dreamer. Uh, last show of the month took place the next night, March 18th. Uh, this was in the ECW arena. They drew 1,100. So yeah. they honestly should have just stayed in the ECW arena. Made more sense. That's where so, they. Sometimes you gotta, gotta dip spread your toe. You gotta spread your wings. You gotta see. You gotta see if you go there any other places. Dude, they literally gotta, drew 600 between three shows, and then they drew 1,100 of that one. You got a cacao. Oh, I got a peacock. Gotta let me fly. <laughs> well, I want you guys to put this in perspective. NGW's last show drew more than the one at the Catholic high school. That's wild. Uh, but like I said, the attendance was 1,100 at this one. You also uh, don't did a little boy in the back. We do, have, we do not. I can vouch for that. We do not. Mikey Whipwreck defeated in, NGW 100% pedophile free. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. AEW not. <laughs> they bored a pedophile ring. Oh, fuck. Mikey Whipwreck defeated Jason <laughs> Rod Simmons defeated Hack Myers. Hey, uh, Tom, Myers is just Tommy Dreamer drunk. wrestles three times this night, uh, lastly defeating uh, Stevie Richards. Actually, four times he wrestled. <laughs> is it really Stevie? He wrestled. He wrestled Raven uh, to a twenty-five second match. I'm pretty sure it was like a gauntlet match to face Raven. Uh, Raven went in there in twenty-five seconds and defeated him. Uh, Two Cold Scorpio defeated Dean Malenko in uh, almost fourteen minutes to win the ECW mm-hmm. Television Title. Uh, and then Axel and Ian Rotten defeated, uh, or Axel defeated Ian Rotten, sorry, in a strap match. Fifteen minutes. Go well, fuck yourself. Yappa pie. Yappa. Yeah, uh, we said to hug each other. Public Enemy defeated the Pitbulls. 16 minutes. Uh, Sabu uh, defeated uh, Mikey Whipwreck. And in the main event, uh, Sam and Terry Funk defeated Cactus Jack and Shane Douglas. Hmm. 13 minutes. That's another uh, pretty decent which, show. The, I read what happens the next month. And the next month is where Sabu gets fired for uh, no showing their show to go to Japan. Oh, good fucking no. So, guys, next episode... <laughs> It's going to be WrestleMania 11. Whoa, I'm fucking looking God. forward to Here it. is the match card for WrestleMania 11. The allied powers of Lex Luger and the British Bulldog take on the Jacob and Eli Blue, the Blue Brothers. SS. The SS Brothers, of course. Uh, Jeff Jarrett defends the Intercontinental Championship with the day against Razor Ramon. And he fucking great. Special match, uh, special referee Larry Young. God. King Kong Bundy. Uh, versus The Undertaker. That we didn't have any build for in the entire time. Well, they didn't have any yet. That's literally it. The Smoking Guns take on Owen Hart and a mystery partner. Yokozuna. Spoiler. Oh, my God. Uh, we have an I Quit match with special referee Roddy Piper as 
Bret Hart takes on Bob Backlund and probably Bret's worst match. Oh, dude, and, and I love Piper, but Piper actually makes this match insufferable. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? We'll cover it when we get to it. And then, of course, guys, you get the WWF title match with Diesel versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, Shawn Michaels has Jenny McCarthy and Sid in his corner, and Diesel has Pamela Anderson, which is... Did they ever give a reason why? I, I think really... she just couldn't stand Sean pretty much or whatever. His dig wasn't big enough. <laughs> and I like well, I've seen Tommy Lee's, so understandable. And then Bam Bam Bigelow with, of course, the Million Dollar Corporation takes on Lawrence Taylor and his team of, uh, what's the word that they use? Like his all-stars? <laughs> I don't LTs, know. LTs. All-pro. All-pro football team. Yeah. A lot of those guys are hacks. Never Carl Banks, Chris Spillman, Ken Norton Jr., Reggie White, Ricky Jackson, and Steve Mongo McMichael. And that's it, guys. This was an easy episode to get through. Yeah. Uh, thank God. No more WCW. Yeah. It really have the taste of WCW completely out of my mouth now. <laughs> I've know. taken multiple showers. Don't since worry. Then. We'll be taking loads of the mouth soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> Please no. <laughs> We're about to watch WrestleMania 11. I can't. Oh, God. I have confidence, though, that WrestleMania 11 is still better than Uncensored. I still think, like, we, 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 look, <laughs> we look back on WrestleMania 11 sucking so bad. But I think we may be pleasantly surprised. I agree with that because uh, I, I think I think it's by just by the simple approximation of its how close it was to uncensored, it can't help but you know be, be better. better. But th- this is definitely not a great WrestleMania. I'm Diesel versus Sean is probably the best match on the card. LT, and LT is surprisingly good oh, in the in the LT. position he's in. Why don't you go blow your fucking winds on Coke, you piece of shit? Oh yeah, we we were talking about that card show. That card show got canceled and people were pissed. Well, yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, assholes. We definitely wanted to get fucking LT on the our WrestleMania 11 podcast, and, and, and Kevin Nash was going to be there too. I don't give a fuck about Kevin. We Nash. Got, we got could have got Kevin Nash good a <laughs> right there at the end. Fuck tur- uh, turtles too. <laughs> what Super Shredder what? sucks. <laughs> fuck you. You know what? I'll come across he got, Mike. He got beat by having a fucking t- t- uh, dock fall on him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll dock still on you too. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> it was a pier, jackass. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was a pier and a dock are so different. <laughs> dock is down the water. Piers build up, dumb shit. Brandon, <laughs> talk about rants. Uh, so uh, coming up in uh, September, we have uh, what we're dubbing the Cannon Cup. Uh, we uh, released on September 1st. We're going to pit. Like twenty-two of Canon, the Canon Group's greatest uh, action horror comedies. You know, basically all these different genres. We have a single elimination bracket tournament, and we're going to crown which is once and for all the greatest Canon film. Then later on in the month, uh, for Rants After Dark, we're going to be doing a, a watch along commentary for the nineteen eighties, early nineteen eighties exploitation Maniac. classic called Maniac. Tom Savini gets his face blown off with a shotgun. Yeah, he actually uh, shot it himself. Blows his own fa- face off. <laughs> Wonderful film. <laughs> Joe Bob says, check it out. <laughs> he did. He he did. Yeah. Uh, guys, NGW, uh, our next show is this Sunday. Uh, stat card for Uncivil War. We've sold, uh, we're on pace with selling as many tickets as we did for the Party Bowl and. Um, uh, what month was it? In June? Yeah, in June. Yep. So this Sunday, I mean, uh, eight huge matches. Davey Richards versus uh, Josh Alexander. Uh, Moose versus Calvin Tankman. A big three-way match with Trey Miguel, Myron Reed, and Matt Cross. Of course, we have this huge ladder match for a huge opportunity in NGW um, with uh, Menace, Shane Andrews, Shug D, and Sean Hoodrich. Um, 
just a bunch of huge matches, guys. Of course, the title on one, Rich Swan taking on Caden Sade, uh, and, and more. Um, uh, you've you've announced who, who's going to be there. Oh, and of course, Eric Bischoff's yes. going to be there, guys. Yeah, don't he's look, my elk. And uh, we're excited. Um, well, we're really excited. You know, with COVID cases rising, that we're still able to do this show. Uh, October may be a different story, um, but we got to play it by ear and just kind of see what what happens. We talked about it earlier, Travis, in the car today about. Not knowing what's going to happen in a couple of months. So yeah, we're grateful to give this show to you. I will be wearing a mask at this show. Better safe than sorry. I do not get paid time off yet. You will not be wearing condoms, though. So get in line, ladies. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. That's true. <laughs> I won't be wearing condoms because, I mean, I'll be wearing a mask the whole time. I'm a generous lover. Uh, but definitely check us out, guys, at nextgentn.net on uh, online slash tickets. Uh, and at uh, Next Gen TN on all social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We have like almost, I think it's like almost 7,000 likes on Facebook, and we're at like, we are all like 3,100 likes on uh, Twitter. So that's pretty cool. Um, but definitely check us out. Travis. Uh, still peddling my uh, wrestling stuff on the uh, good old eBay at uh, TGL The Man 12. Uh, getting to the TNA stuff now. Uh, pleasantly surprised to find out some of this stuff is uh, worth a lot of money now. Apparently, Destination X 2016 is a, or 2006 is a $125 DVD now. I wasn't um, at that Destination X. I was at the 2008. <laughs> but um, also mention the uh, DDP as well. Oh, if anybody has uh, the Legends DDP from Target, those exclusive online, apparently there's one on eBay as of this recording, and it's a $200 figure now. Uh, I have one. Uh, of course okay. you do. <laughs> <laughs> got lucky and got one, but I'm. Really, really consider putting that bitch up there for about one fifty. So he actually you, he actually bought me an Ultimate Warrior today from yeah, uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, you got you. you I have. consider the word luck uh, in different still, <laughs> still still waiting on the the opportunity to get that uh, Amazon exclusive Ultimate WrestleMania Nine Hulk Hogan that uh has eluded my grasp so far. But does um, he or does he not have a black eye? He does, does have a black eye. Yeah. That's how you can distinguish. Yeah, him. well, good for. I'm very. I'm very glad because I've given Travis shit for years over this other figure. But, He's like, "Who's cool?" Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, "But he doesn't have a black eye, Travis." And and hopefully, uh, I'm gonna try to get up with the flea market and see how much it is to get a table. So maybe all of us uh, can get together and sell some stuff to the public. Yeah. Because uh, the whole stupid card hardcore show, drugs like fucked us in the anus because we I was thinking about putting a table there and now I can't because they canceled it. And then Travis, of course, is going to have a table set up not at this NGW show but potentially the October show. I was going to have one set up at this uh, NGW show, but that take damn engagement pictures. God damn it! You're <laughs> this whole situation is just ruining everything. <laughs> Lindsay, like, come on. Come on. What's more important? Pictures of the happiest day of your life or Travis getting to sell fucking toys at a fucking wrestling show? And don't answer it with a logical you're answer. Selfish. You're selfish. You're fucking selfish. It's okay, baby. It's fine. Oh, she don't listen to this, you fucking liar. She doesn't. Oh, shit. Uh, guys, special shout out to uh, Project Louder and that cuck TJ Bowser. <laughs> Still um, need to update a subscriber count, damn it. Uh, but we appreciate all the all the support you guys giving us, and um, thank you for following the show. Check us out at Wrestling Ruined. Uh, check out our t-shirt shop. The link will be below. Um, but uh, for the end of this episode, uh, I am Eddie, along with Travis and our good buddy Brandon, and I am your champion. Suck a dick, guys. And y'all enjoy the rest <laughs> of your week. Bye. Bye. Bye.